0: On Raising Rare, we are bringing you the stories of parents learning how to raise a child with a rare disease. Our co-hosts, Sanath Kamar Ramesh and Brittany Ratke, parents of rare disease kiddos who have very different situations. Sanath's son Raghav has an ultra-rare disorder known as Setagadian Type spondial Metaphysial Dysplasia, or SSMD. Brittany's daughter Everly has been diagnosed with Set D5 a mutation that carries with it the potential for a range of complications and even other diagnoses. My name is Kevin Fryer. After 30 years doing research and development at Pfizer, I started Salem Oaks to help patients and caregivers understand the world of biopharmaceutical R&D. Our goal on Raising Rare is to help and lift up our listeners by sharing the unfolding stories of these two families. We also feature the stories of other rare disease families, clinicians, researchers, and industry leaders in the rare disease community. If you'd like to follow these parents' stories, please subscribe to Raising Rare on your favorite podcast platform. back to Raising Rare from Global Genes Patient Advocacy Summit in San Diego. Brittany or Sonith, I wondered if you had any questions for me on what I've seen here.
1: What's there for lunch today?
0: <laughs> Funny you should ask because the first day I got here, I ordered lunch and it never came. So I hadn't eaten since roughly... Uh, 3 a.m. Pacific time, and I didn't get to eat until 6 p.m. And I was hurt. Today it was a nice turkey sandwich, um, and it was uh, it was great. And uh, Effie Parks and I don't know who I forget who she was talking with, but they were like doing a podcast during lunch up on the stage. Um, so I can't wait to see how they. Filter the sound on that one.
1: (laughs) That's bold. Well,
2: I'm glad they got you fed. That's important eventually. (laughs) I have a little deeper question. What's been your most most rewarding experience so far?
0: There's been a few. Um, I mentioned before that when I listened to Casey's music, I got emotional. There's been a couple of emotional moments. And Um, Casey was involved in in a couple of them. So me listening to his music, but then I had a conversation with him and Julie Vitterello last night and, and there was a moment there where we just were like, (gasps) beclumped, you know, and, um, and it was just talking about what she's doing with her posting and talking about Mila. And I told her it's art because you're evoking emotions in me that I, I don't have a reason to have. But when I read what she writes or see the posts, it just it grabs my heart. So those are huge sort of like global genes moments where it's like, oh, man, this is why all these people are in this together because we connect. Another good one I had is a company came up to me, somebody I know from a company, not just a company. It wasn't something. Group that came up, but somebody I know. And he said, so how are you guys doing? it's great to see that you made it through COVID and he said I remember you guys had this model of educating patients and and you want to do that and he said do you think you could do that for us and I said oh we should look at that actually I was like absolutely let's talk about it what do you want to do and so things are looking really good and uh, we're going to connect afterward and and hopefully, you know, put together a proposal for them. And I think it's something really cool because it's patients who need to understand how to flex their muscles into the system. And the difference is, is they already have an approved drug, just no one's paying for it right now. So they have to flex into yeah. that direction. Um, so I'm, I'm excited if that'll come by. That was, that was a big moment too.
2: Those are all so impactful.
0: Yeah, they the the way they've got this set up, it's very multimedia feeling. There's a lot going on all the time, and, you know, it is exhausting. You know, I'm feeling like I'm running on fumes right now, but I'm excited, and, and the adrenaline's pumping, and so I'm just going to keep going, and, uh, you know, the, couple hours and i'll be on a flight home and tomorrow i can i can crash
1: i should just say i'm i am jealous kevin i'm so looking forward to coming there and now now hearing everything going on i don't know if i made a bad decision but i'm glad (laughs) you found you, you you had these amazing moments that's 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 the whole value of being there in person
0: Another thing that was fun for me and, and has been rewarding throughout. So they have a freshman orientation for first timers, and I I had checked off on my application. Sure, I'll be a mentor. And I think last Friday they said, "Thank you for volunteering to be a mentor." <laughs> um, so could you be there Monday at four o'clock? And say, "Okay." And so I have my my freshman class is a young man from Poland. Um, who flew over. They lost his luggage. He's been wearing the same outfit that he bought at the mall across the street the entire conference. And he's, hes I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's, you know, post-college, getting ready to to get into his career. He has Fabry disease. Um, So that was really cool, getting to know him and seeing it from like a completely different cultural perspective. Um, And another person I had was somebody who works at a company, Helix, um, and she, you know, just her first time here. But the really cool thing about it all was there had to be 200 people in the room that it was their first time. And when the uh, Craig Martin, who's the CEO of Global Genes, stood up and gave like an opening remarks, he said something about, you know, I know you all have you know are experiencing the impact of being together again and i saw him later i said you know some of these people it's the first time they've ever experienced this and that's probably 50 percent of the people were were first timers so it's actually really cool to see that happen and and now see them like walking around together like they've known each other for years
1: how does it it feels to be at Global Genes now, post-pandemic, and how does this compare to your pre-pandemic Global Genes experience?
0: It's a really good question. I think that it's a very—it's always been a very respectful gathering of people. So there's people in wheelchairs and crutches, and you can see people helping each other around. My help to a guy who has, has vision problems find his room. The other day, and so that's the same. The difference is there's pe- some people have masks on, some people don't, and we've got little tags that to say how comfortable we are. So there's little accommodations like that. It is a bit smaller. So I think the last one that, that you and I, Sonith, were at, although we didn't meet there, um, we we connected there somehow. The um. I think there were 11 or 1200 people and this one there's about 500 or less in person and then some other unknown number virtually and so the virtually part I think is what's what's different too there's there's been questions coming in on sessions from the people online which I don't remember happening before
1: now I remember they had an online portion the year that I went but I don't Remember, people actually asking questions, or even waiting for uh, rooms and stuff like that.
0: The um, the first year I came to it, Heather and Jamie on my team t- came virtually, and the only interaction was through Twitter. And there yes, was a, that. there was a social media wall in the lobby, and they were just our logo was everywhere because they were they were filling it up and but those weren't questions that were being fed in people didn't do that back then it was like watching tv and you're allowed to make comments somewhere else right now it's it's you know everyone knows how to do zoom and so it's just a big zoom webinar and people are asking questions and i think it's fantastic because a lot of people can't make it To to San Diego. I have to. The other fun thing—it's really funny. I think I got my key in my pocket. The hotel I would I would classify as quirky. Um, they they they've got these fun things. So here's my key, and it says on my key, "What if the hokey pokey is what it's all about?" And, and then there's a little a little thing on the bottom. It says, drop in any mailbox and nothing will happen. <laughs> <laughs> and everywhere you go, they've got like silly things like that. It says, never hold discussions with the monkey when the organ grinder is in the room. That's just on the notepad here.
1: Wow, that's, that's an amazing attention to detail.
0: <laughs> so... So Heather's Heather's partner here, M, just handed me their key, and it says, "Do twins ever realize that one of them was unplanned?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, they've got, and and some of them are like that, where you go, "Wow, that's like a deep thought."
1: I really want to say that hotel. Which hotel is this?
0: It's called the Town and Country, and it's 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 um, mid-century style, and they're just renovating it. The convention center is fantastic. The hotel's in the midst of renovation, and and that's all I'll say is that they're working on it, but they're making it look like it was built in the 50s.
2: What are you looking forward to that you have left?
0: So I only have about... Well, what time is it? Um, only an hour left of the conference. And then the RareX conference starts. And I'm going to see the opening bit of that. And then I'm heading home. So I'm actually looking forward to getting to the airport and being able to relax and and just say, great, put me on an airplane, let me sleep overnight.
2: Um, and soak it all in, right? <laughs>
0: And, and Sanath, you'll love this. My plane ticket is actually a credit from when I was supposed to come see you in Seattle. <laughs>
1: wow. I'm so glad you got the repurpose, but it is so nostalgic. You know, when we put that conference together, um, we had seen so many hotels for their event space that, like, now when... Ramiya decided to book a hotel for her trip to Seattle, we remember, oh, yeah, that's the hotel with the crappy event space. Let's not book there. Let's book in this other place <laughs> that's actually much better. Oh, my goodness.
0: It, so, it's, it was bring, so funny because I I went into you know, my, my Amex account to say, oh, I'm going to book a flight. And the things says, a credit, and it's going to expire soon. And so it was like, oh, there's a credit there. It was like getting plane tickets just landed in my lap, just when I needed them. So it was it was fantastic, and, and the, it was it was going to expire in, in a week. And so right timing, perfect timing, because I've no, flown nowhere between then and now. So it, yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of funny, and I thought, wow, that was pre pandemic. Barely.
1: Yeah, that brings back fond <laughs> memories of, of the pre-pandemic world for me now.
0: Yeah, um, I I remember we did a course with with Friedrich Ataxia Research Alliance, and it was we had multiple cohorts. The second cohort, one of the parents who was in the the course was um, in San Francisco, and he called in and he was like in his bedroom and I said, what are you doing? You know, why are you there? And cause he usually would call from his office cause we were doing it. Like and he goes, we're under lockdown. They just locked down San Francisco today. And that was the first day of wow, a city locking down. Um, how's Raghav doing with all the, all the people in your house with the crowd.
1: No oh, cranky cranky he's i he's loving the attention but at the same time he's just overwhelmed with everything going on around him uh he's also starting this new behavior of throwing tantrums by either crying or laughing whenever he doesn't like what's going on around him so it is a constant struggle to keep him in good spirits um, we have a few tricks up our sleeves, but at the end of the day, he decides, to, if he decides to throw a tantrum, you know, another half hour goes by just trying to pacify him and calm him down. And it takes so much energy from us. But on the other side, he's now telling us what he does not want, which is good.
0: It just so happens that my granddaughter, and my older granddaughter, it's kind of going through that developmental stage two and and it's funny you say she either cries or she laughs and it's like when you tell her to do something and she just laughs in your face like you think you can tell me to do something how do kids learn that do we do that to each other (laughs) maybe
1: can i make a confession yesterday I dealt with so many so much tantrums all by myself because Rami was in, was traveling, and after we after he went to sleep, I got Baskin Robbins ice cream because that was the only thing that was open, and just ate it all by myself because I needed something to feed me, keep me happy.
0: <laughs> and what flavor so, so did you stressful. get? What flavor did you get out of the thirty one flavors?
1: I I don't remember the flavor. I think I just asked him to give me something sweet
0: there's been a lot of talk about self-care here um and and people just saying so what do you do what do you do you know what is that little outlet and this morning there was a session and they were saying you, you actually have to plan the time you know you have to particularly with a couple you know you have to say at five we're going to go do something Right, and and we're just going to hold that fifteen minutes for us, even if it's just go in another room and, and not talk at all about a rare disease, just talk about other things, and and then you say, well, or you can sneak off and have ice cream. Um,
1: <laughs> ice cream works. It's it's a pharmacological solution to to the problem. There
0: you go. A, a, a little burst of sucrose and fat. Um <laughs> lipid. I was
1: I was I was thinking I was asking myself if I can ever get addicted to ice cream because it actually feels so good. Like like the the it's like smoking or drinking or marijuana where you are so depressed one minute and then you have a tub of ice cream and in half an hour your your brain still starts to sparkle and life looks nice. So I was I actually Googled if I can get addicted to ice cream, and then I realized that I don't have to because I'm not going to be eating ice cream all the time. Still, sugar is a good, nice, socially acceptable
0: stimulant. Yes. So how's Everly doing?
2: She is doing good. We, as you guys know, we had surgery... To get what we thought was initially a G-tube um, this summer, but they ended up placing a PEG tube first um, just due to some scar tissue, and that was really hard. Um, she, it left her really unable to be mobile, and that was difficult just because of the size of it, but then we trans- transitioned into the G-tube again, and um, it has been such a lifesaver We've been able to maintain a lot of her blood sugars and use it exactly what it was made for. And I am so grateful for that. And we have a little break now between basically September to the end of October before we have to head back to Mayo. So that is a huge deal for us to have a break from appointments and a little bit of normalcy, quote unquote, for a little bit. So dare I say, good.
0: That's good. That's, so, it, yeah, it's, I realize it's a trip for you guys to go to Mayo, but it's such a blessing to have it there. Um, I, One of the advocates that I met here and, and four years ago, yeah, four years ago, uh, young woman. She was in college. Uh, I, I think she had just graduated and then she's, uh, went down to Kentucky to get her master's degree, um, in biomechanics. And it's perfect because she's someone who uses crutches all the time. And, uh, she's actually from Minnesota and she just moved back there over the summer and has put her, her graduate degree on pause, but, um, I'd love to connect you guys. Um, I, she's just a, she's, she's a, a spark plug. She's just, she's like full of energy. Um, and she's, her advocacy is policy advocacy. She, she wants to go talk to legislators and, and show them what's going on in my life. And here's some things you could do to help it. And that's, you know, one of the callings someone can have for this. And she's very good at it. Um, She's won awards. Um, She's now on the board of Global Genes, um, which is pretty cool for someone who's, you know, 24 years old. And, uh, you know, she's just fantastic. And when she said she's back up in Minnesota, I said, you guys have to be pretty close there. So. I will talk to her. Yes,
2: you will have to definitely connect me because that is an area that I've wanted to be involved in but don't have as much experience or know where to start. And it sounds like she would be the perfect person to connect with and just kind of fire off and get going with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can, I can do that. Um, I don't want to, like, say her name here and embarrass her. Yeah. Because I'm sure she listens <laughs> to us you. all the time. Um, she she actually may, um, but yeah, I, I will let you know. I'll send you send that to you and uh, get you guys contacted. Um, it's also it's so cool to watch someone who's um, she's had her her disease since birth or as long as she can remember, right? And she's found a way to say, my education is going to be in something that will help people like me, and and I'm going to go do something about it. And that's really pretty cool. So I I enjoy her a lot, and I think you will too.
1: Especially at that age when you have a lot more runway to, to make mistakes, to take risks, to be bold. I, I wish I had a purpose when I was that young, like what she has.
0: Yeah. And it, there you go. So here you've got a purpose that's driving you, right? You know, it, it's not the one you would have probably signed up for. It's not the team you want to be on, but now you got it. It's it's powerful. And that's what I think why I'm sad for you guys that you didn't come get that injection of of that power you know hundreds of people who are that motivated in the same in similar directions um it's just it's it's humbling and and just energizing so
1: i think i just got a little cozy with the Zoom conferences and Zoom meetings that you don't have to shake anyone's hand and you don't you don't have to be uncomfortable about what you're wearing below your waist. <laughs> no one ever sees it. each other in person anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um but, did but you actually buy great...
1: did you have to buy new clothes for your in person conference now, Kevin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I'll, you take the, I'll take the fifth on that because I I, I ate too much ice cream during those years. And yes. Um, <laughs> I actually did it's it's the strangest thing. It's like I used to go to conferences, you know, many times a year and you had a rhythm and you could just pull out your suitcase. It was already packed, basically. And the first one I went back to, which actually was in March. I was lost. I didn't have any business cards. I didn't. I've, I was like, you know, where is all my stuff? Because he just had lost that. And then I got to the conference and all of us were like wandering around out of rhythm. And once you get better at it again, you know, you, you kind of like slip back in. But, yeah, I'd say it's different. What's different here, though, you can hug people it it really is you know you can see old friends and and people like i said in one of my posts you know people i know but i've never met you know now i got to meet them like you know my podcast co-hosts
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually we were hoping we would all meet this global teams but that didn't happen so we'll, we'll have to set up we'll have to now have a challenge right when when is the next time we think we will
0: all meet let's take a what? a challenge or, or like a betting pool
1: let's do, let's do a <laughs> betting yeah
0: <laughs> we'll call up draft kings and have them give us a parlay like that um <laughs>
2: Is there an auto draft? That's what I had to use on my fantasy. Team.
0: Well, that's because you're in Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna guess the middle of the winter. We're gonna drum something up to get together and do a in-person show. That's gonna be my guess.
0: I I think that's probably a good guess if there's enough if COVID stays kinda calm. And I think that things will happen kind of in the beginning of the year. Things will come up and we say, hey, let's go do that. It actually reminds me of something that came up in a discussion earlier today, and it was about the difference between moms and dads. And that's one thing, if you, if you walk around here, it's probably 95% women. Um, maybe, that, maybe that's an overestimate, but it's, it's a, a real imbalance. And they were talking about, so why is it that the moms are the ones who get so involved and the dads kind of hold back and don't come and connect and get in community? And I was thinking, but wait, Sonath's involved? Sana's right there? And and I was thinking we should have like a dads only conference that could get to some some of those discussions and things without being like a support group touchy feely but actually get to honesty you know with other guys because you're doing something else it would be like a totally different um
1: with bourbon scotch and all of those (laughs) i actually when i came to my first global jeans conference i noticed that and that pattern made me question if I should be doing all of this or if I should hand it off to Ramya. Uh, and I, I remember that. And her answer was? I, <laughs> I didn't ask her. But I, I remember thinking about it myself. And I was like, well, if it's, if it's that she's going to be more successful at it, I will try and fail. And then I can hand it off to her so she can, she can do whatever she has to do there. Uh, but we never hand it off.
0: I, there's a a mom and a dad who I met first time I came, and I met their daughter, uh, and they're always here together. And I just think that's, it's actually a thing they do together, right? They really do. And that's very uncommon. Um, it's usually one or the other, because you got the kids, you know, and so it's, it's, it's kind of tough to have that, but it really is a shared experience and you can do different things with it. Right. You know, it. Um, just you, you, you follow what your strengths are. And, and if you're like, you want to go talk how to fix the problems or you want to just go talk and, and share feelings. Great. You go do that. Right. But you come together and, and experience it. Raising Rare is produced by Salem Oaks, empowering patients and caregivers to shape the future of medicine. CureGPX4.org is dedicated to finding a cure for SSMD. You can donate to CureGPX4.org on the Raising Rare podcast page or at CureGPX4.org. The Set D5 community is currently getting organized. We will let you know where you can donate soon. You can continue to follow Raghav and Everly stories next time on Raising Rare.